welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus, and I'm joined by the boys later. We will be looking back at that dreadful, dreadful, dreadful game at Goodison Park against Everton. We'll look ahead to the Napoli game on Thursday night. Uh, We'll do the Prediction League, the Laguna debate, and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. And we made them look like they didn't know what they were doing. An Arsenal podcast. 16 goals in his whole career at Arsenal. By Arsenal fans. Hybrid will always hold a very special place in our hearts. For Arsenal fans. I've never seen Arsenal defend like this this season. This is your Arsenal podcast. There was clearly a plan and they executed it. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I think he'd do a great job at Arsenal and I'd just love to see that sting and that fight back at the Yeah, club. but difference is he's, he's good at managing people. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Good evening, boys. Um, I am joined today by Manny, who's munching uh, on chicken wings and corn dogs and stuff like that. Uh, That's only because Steve, uh, big Steve, just on the warm up to this, uh, just said the most hilarious. Oh, I asked if he was eating wings. Yeah, and we just turned it on you big time. Yeah. Big but time. It's unfair. It's always, always the way. Yeah, but you you do know you're going to get abused and it's ruined. I'm the, it's because I'm the baby. Yeah, but Manny's going to just eat you alive. It's a lot of eating. <laughs> there is, but I think he's got an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manny, just just grunt or something, because I know you've got a mouthful of food. Just say hello. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a mouthful <laughs> okay, yeah. and we're joined by a super sub, super sub Scunny. Uh, the agenda for this did have the mics in because we didn't know which mic was going to be joining us up until, what was it, about an hour ago? The infamous um, Scarlet Pimpernel, that is Boston Ozil, Mike Gongalves, was joining us. But unfortunately, his little boy's been off ill. He started nursery and... Um, uh, he picks up all sorts of fucking viruses and stuff, so he's had to take him to the doctor. So, uh, Mike, you've jumped in and been the, the rescued the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I know how it feels when kids come home from with viruses and stuff from buddy's schools and nurseries because my my youngest gets it all the time. He's always got something. Well, we'll have to ask some of the guys who went away on the away day to Everton to see what viruses they got. Different story, I suppose, isn't it? They got crawly viruses. Uh, probably creepy crawlies <laughs> bin yes. dipping virus yeah. <laughs> listen um, in the intro to this you'll have heard our new advert I just want to give a shout out to Alex Alex Howarth thanks very much mate uh, the advert is great uh, you guys I sent it to you the other day uh, he does them periodically every three or four months and just gets little clips out of uh, our podcast and put, overlays it on some music and stuff with uh, our voiceover from uh, Mark Silk so yeah no, really good I really enjoyed it thank you mate uh, I suppose we better get cracking into this podcast. Let, let's let's try and keep it a little bit upbeat because I've listened to a few others. Uh, hold on to a second. I've listened to a few others and some of them are just so fucking miserable. Yes, it was a fucking shit result. You know, um, we went to Everton on what could be deemed as... Not necessarily a must-win game, but definitely a not-must-lose game. Bear in mind, we got five away games, and Everton 
which is Everton is easier to win away against rather than Wolves or Watford. Who knows? But on Sunday, uh, we went up there. Um, our lineup was dictated, and I think that's probably what we'll talk about first. Our lineup was dictated by uh, some injuries and so on, um, and a bit of illness that was in, in the squad. Bamiang was on the bench. Uh, there was no Shaka, uh, no Koscielny. Um, Socrates was on still he started but it was on nine yellows one more headed uh, at the beginning of this game he was on for a two game ban and we know he got that in the game um, who wants to go first um, on the lineups what did we make of it um, what would you have done differently one or two sentences Steve you go first um, <laughs> as, as, as much as it's 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 probably going to be brought up later on. I wouldn't have started on any. Um, I probably wouldn't have started Gwendozi. I I th- I was hoping. I I mean I didn't know that that. I didn't realize that Ramsey had a knock, um, but I would have probably started a, a a back four, and I would have had hopefully Ramsey and uh, Gwendozi in there. But I wouldn't have started. Sorry, I just I contradict myself there. I would have started Gwendozi, wouldn't have started on any, and I would have had Ramsey in with Gwendozi. Sorry. Mike, <laughs> hang on a minute, Steve. Let's get this clear. On our chat that we have on Facebook Messenger, we have a group chat. Steve, you couldn't give nothing but praise. It was like giving El Nenny a rim no, job online. No, no, that, that's that's what, as I said, that's where we're going to get into. <laughs> You're my contradicting point, yourself no, now. My, my point that I was making <laughs> then was that El Nenny is not as bad as people make out, and he has rarely put a foot wrong, right? But I did say numerous times that I wouldn't have started him. And I did say that we have better players that can play there. I also, if you remember, I said I would have had Jenkinson at right back and Maitland Niles in the midfield, actually. Um, that was another Steve, thing I said. Steve, I have to agree with you about El Nenny in the sense that I think he's a good squad player. Um, Absolutely. I don't, I don't think he necessarily was right for that game, but I think no. needs were must. Mike, what you game go- is he right for? Mike, what did you think of the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you wanted to keep it upbeat. No, 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 no. You, you were saying we're not upbeat. Well, I, I want to know where you're coming from from that first. I just I, he doesn't do very much wrong. He doesn't do. He, he's <laughs> oh he, he he's he's not. He's not a pretty player. He does. He oh just. He's, he's just like a journeyman. He's. He's like one of those boxers hmm. that goes and gets pummeled to death. Take his two hundred quid and goes off and gets up again and boxes this again. Is the next game. Yeah, this, he, is, this is your argument. Yeah, this is your argument, Phil. Nelly, that he no, gets no, no, boxed no, no, up. No, no, that he's you, washed you, up. Like no, no. I'm not saying he's washed up. I'm saying he's just a journeyman. He's a squad player. A team need. You can't be a team of superstars. Otherwise, you have what happens at Chelsea. Happens at Man United when Pogba chucks his fucking toys out of the pram. And the manager can't keep control, etc. You need a blend of players. A team is about the mm-hmm. collective. He's shit. Okay, he's, that, he's, that, that's the collective. He's not he's great. Shit. He's, he's not shit. great. He's shit. No, I'm not having this. He's the best. That, no, no, no. Stop. He's the best stop. Egyptian player in the league. <laughs> Are you Jesus. serious? No, he's not fucking serious. He's trolling. But I'll tell you this, right? This is this is this is indicative to where we are, right? As a as a club and as a team, that people think that fucking El Nini is a good squad player. He's dog shit. 
He does absolutely nothing apart from run around like a headless chicken. As soon as he goes over the halfway line, he loses himself. But he he's not meant to go over the halfway line. He's not meant to go over the halfway line. Stop. But what the fuck was he doing at Everton then? Going over what the halfway line? Getting a nosebleed. No, no getting get the fucking nosebleed because he's not doing what he was supposed to do. He was so detached from Gwenduzi, right? It was <laughs> unreal. He's a stupid shit player. Or- he is bang average he is not arsenal quality hold on steve he's not arsenal quality (laughs) he's never been arsenal quality he's dog shit and for you two to sit there and go oh he's not a bad player he's a six out of ten you're fucking buzzing he's probably about a five out of ten actually if i'm honest (laughs) and i'm the one who smokes the hash what the fuck is wrong with you two (laughs) (laughs) hey boys boys. mike what did you think of the lineup yeah i was just about to say uh, yeah my lineup i wasn't uh overly keen on it i think personally myself i thought it was probably the worst lineup that i could see emery put out in the whole season since Renz? uh yeah since Renz, yeah well apart from Renz in the league for instance not for the europa uh but i think i thought it was probably the worst lineup i could see away but at everton you, what what could you have done differently bearing in mind he wanted to pay three at the back he wants to play um, Lacazette up top, uh, and the, he plays those two midfielders in, in this case, Gwendozi and Xhaka. What could he have done differently? Gwendozi and Xhaka? Sorry, Gwendozi <laughs> and um, El Nenny. Well, I would have started Ramsey. Mm. But Ramsey, uh, I, Ra- Ramsey had a knock. Fuck and it. I think He's going at the end of the season. He's not, it, the way I see but, it, it's not our problem Thursday at night. the end of the season. But don't we need... Uh, look, we'll get on to the Napoli game, but Napoli are a far better opponent than Everton, are I they? would have. Uh, I, I just looked at squad values, and you know there's only um, uh, half a million... Well, our squad value is £562.5 million, and their squad squad value is €563 million. Euros. So it's just the currency difference. So they're what? 10% off on us in value in a less um, a less competitive league so technically speaking they're probably a better team than us oh, well I don't know I, I, I would probably say I wouldn't go that far but with the current crop that we've got if we're having to put out these journeymen into the pit in onto the pitch then yeah you're probably right on that one but I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just. Saying, I know, like, I know what you're saying, I, I, and, and I agreed with you. I would have started with Ramsey as well. I would have, yeah, I would have started but, with Ramsey. But, but, but just for the not, simple fact is, at the end, is it was our better option in that position rather than El Nene. I, I, th- I, th- I think having El Nene and Guendouzi, and the fact that uh, Manny, you can jump in whenever you want because I know you will do anyway. Um, uh, the, the, the fact that Guendouzi got himself yellow carded within about five minutes. Just fucked it for us completely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that was the only reason why it was fucked for us. Well, oh no, Duzzi, but I, I think he was a lot more tentative. He was a lot more reserved, and I think you know, as as oh Jesus, really, Steve again, oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. So as Manny said, you know, El Nenny was so detached from Gwendozi, but I don't, I don't think Gwendozi helped out either. I think the whole, the whole midfield, or uh, you know, it was only a, really a two-man midfield was. Shocking. We shouldn't. I don't think we should have gone with a back three uh, against Everton. I just think having a bit more, a bit more in the middle. Considering they play a lot in the middle, you've you know you've got Sigurdsson, you've got Digne that cuts in a lot. Um, you've got Bernard that that likes to likes to play in the middle of the park and and run towards the centre backs. I just think 
I just think we were pulled all over the place. And I don't think that you can blame either of the two midfielders specifically. I just think the whole team as a unit was fucked. I'm not, oh no, I'm not blaming anyone personally. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm blaming the tactics. I think mm. the complete lineup and the tactics were all yeah. wrong for that game, especially with it having, especially with Everton having, like we say, uh, is it Adrisa Gay and oh, Andre Gay Gomez well, yeah. in their midfield? I think it was. It looked like it was going to be a struggle, and them two are well. I think I rate Gomez. I think he's one uh, one hell of a player. Great player. No, you guys are are missing something here. It wasn't just those two from Everton that we had to worry about, but Sigerson often made it a midfield three. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to play um, Elneny and Quinduzi together, I don't know why the fuck you would do that anyway. But let's let's you know let's break it down. If you're going to play those two, then you need to play somebody in there with them as well, which is where Ramsey comes in. I would have played Ramsey. In a three with El Nini and Gwenduzi, I wouldn't have played the useless Ozil, right? Because once again, he keeps on proving me right, that guy. I would have played Mikataran to the right. I would have played Iwobi to the left because we had absolutely nothing on the wings. We had nothing no, sending we, we Everton the width. other way. We had nothing that was sending Everton the other way. And I would have played like I said, up, up top and I would have played the back four. Because I understand why he went with a back three, but considering the personnel, listen, play the occasion, right? And this is the one of the first times I'm actually going to criticise Emery because he's thinking about Thursday. No, mm-hmm. this is this was the match to focus on because this is also pivotal to our season. And to fuck it up with that line up there, as soon as I saw it, I was especially, completely Especially deflated. the opportunity to go third and ahead of Spurs and... Probably level with Chelsea now, considering the results that have happened over the last couple of days. Yeah, and to and, and, you know to open up a five-point gap to United, but now mm. we find ourselves where we're going away to Watford next match. Chelsea have um, Liverpool away. United are at home to West Ham, who they're going to beat, and the scum are at home to Huddersfield, who they're going to beat. Gonna beat. So, so yeah. all of a sudden, the pressure is on us now, and we all know that when we go away from home, none of these fuckers turn up. That's why our away record is so mm. poor. A lot of them disappear. Look at it. Look at it. The first half, it took Jagielka what ten minutes to get in the score sheet. He cap- capitalised on confusion uh, from Arsenal. Um, in, in, and in the box, basically, Arsenal defence was fucking all over the place and uh, Kolasniak fucked up um, for the goal. They were trying to play offside and stuff like that. It was his first goal since April 2017 um, and Everton dominated much of the first half with Charleston and Barnard causing problems and they found plenty of space behind our wing-backs. Um, so looking at the first half... Um, the questions I would say is Maitland Nance Klasniak, um, both I thought had fucking mares of days, uh, get games. Um, I think Ozil probably is at fault, probably for some of it, but that's the position they play in. So, you know, they should, they should man up for the, their thing. Um, um, Penalty? Should we have had a penalty claim? And then there's loads of fans going on about his foot was over the line and oh, all this shit. about the freight. Do people not realise what the rule is? The rule is if there's any part of his foot on the white line, the 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 throw in counts. It was a long throw and we didn't know how to defend it. Boys, I'll leave the floor open. Who wants to go first? Yeah, let me go. Let, let, let me do this. It was um from the first 
few minutes, Everton set the tempo. You knew exactly what they were going to be about. They, they went about us, they pressed us, they tackled us. And like I was saying earlier, all of our players backed off. So I understand, like, you you know, to um, criticise Guendouzi for his tackle, but he was the only one who tried to put a foot on an Everton player. Yes, it got him a yellow card and it hindered him, but when you go away from home, skill doesn't necessarily win you the game. You need a bit more about yourself. You need to grind, you need to put in the tackle, and you need to you need to be up for it. So I commend him for trying to to do that, but at the same time it was stupid because it, it hindered him for the rest of for the rest of the game pretty much. But it's interesting that the one person who actually went to Guendouzi to actually give him, you know, to get, tell him what for was Socrates. Meanwhile our captain for the day did absolutely mm. fuck all. Maitland Niles was left out to dry by Ozil time after time 2v1s time after time and the amount of times Maitland Niles was screaming at him to come back Ozil not acknowledging anything at all the goal from Everton all over the place defensively I blame every single one of them that was in that box because regardless of whether the throw-in should have been a throw-in it was a throw-in whatever but you deal with the situation none of them did we created nothing we were second best to absolutely everything. It was shit. It was slow. It was weak. Weak from all of them. So yes, you can criticize Gwendozi for, for that tackle, but he was the only one who actually made a tackle. Everybody else just backed off and hid. It was disgusting. Can't yeah, I, 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 can't agree. I can't agree more with that. Um, they, they didn't want it enough. They really didn't want it enough. Mm-hmm. And to say third is probably going to be key this year, especially if we get knocked out of the Europa League, if Chelsea win the Europa League, if, for instance, God forbid, if uh, I hope it doesn't happen, that Tottenham win the Champions League and they come <laughs> fourth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. God forbid. You know what I mean? If, if, they're, if they're fifth or fourth, you know what I mean? If they turn up to be fifth this year but win the Champions League I'm just saying in hindsight third I, could be a massive massive it, it, we, thing it, to be I said a couple of podcasts ago third has got to be our aim yeah uh, exactly while, while you're talking um, penalty claim did you think there was a penalty in the first half for Arsenal no anybody else think it no he want, definitely won a penalty just due he was, to he was type of sandwiched wasn't he it, no it, I think it's because he released the ball and the ball of because uh, the way that uh, the way with the ball was released as well in front of goal it, it was a goal scoring opportunity and I think that's probably why it wasn't a penalty because he managed to release the ball okay because I, I I was in the pub on unusually watching it and um <laughs> and <coughs> excuse me this cold is still not still not going I was in the pub watching it and you can't hear the commentary as much but I just kept on seeing the replays coming on and on and on and on so I, I, I thought there might have been more to it I I saw the, the defender coming alongside him and I thought wait well, he's got it but the guy who slid across um, I thought maybe he'd gone just a little that little bit too heavy and took much more of the man than he did the ball so that's where I was coming from well, in the second half, we did improve after the break when we introduced Aaron Ramsey and Pierre Emmerich Abamyang. But the Toffees were still largely the better side. Bernard should have doubled the side's lead after 59 minutes when an error by Maitland Niles present. And what a fucking error. Jesus Christ, that was calamity. It was the story of his night. 
Ah, uh, yeah. But he listen, he's had two or three good games, Mike, and he's gone back to where he was before. Well, like uh, Manny was saying, no, it's like Manny was saying earlier, when you get left high and dry, you get frustrated, and that frustration eventually will start to piss you off, and when you get pissed off and you're in a game, you make mistakes. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it was the story of his night. I think that was probably about it. Ended up being a one-on-one, and Leno um, saved well. There was more chances uh, for Everton as they as they drew close. Um Manny, you mentioned Sigerson, um could only shoot straight at Leno um, from Richarlison's cutback while uh, the Brazilian skewed his own effort wide uh, after a gaping goal. There were further opportunities for Bernard, Gomez uh, and even Theo Walcott, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, he had a go uh, and they just piled on the pressure. I, I watched, I was sitting with James Killigrew, it's uh, one of the guys of Arsenal fans forum, is a friend of the friend of the family and so on, and we uh, met him earlier in the day doing stuff, and he decided to join me for the pub, in the pub to watch the game. And um, it was 32 minutes into the first half, and I thought, fuck, is this over yet? It just felt like the longest, longest, longest... Longest game in a long while. So, I suppose the talking points from the first half are... Ramsey and Abamyong at half time for um, Kalasniak and El Neni. Uh, was um, came on for Ozil. What did you make of the benches and what did you make of the substitutions? Would you have we we talked about starting uh, Ramsey, but would you have started a Would you have started a Bamiyang and done you know two up top? Uh, Socrates got a second yellow, so he's now got a two game ban. And then there was that tiff. Uh, which we'll talk about afterwards uh, about Ozil chucking his coat and shit like that. So, well, Calvert Lewin was running our defence ragged. He, the, he, he did a job. He had a job to do, and he, he did it. He's the official man of the match, isn't he? From overall, uh, he, yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So, and and uh, deservedly so. Deservedly I was just about so. to say the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, we we need to suck it up. Sometimes we need to realise that sometimes. We're not the better team. Um, if this had come just before the international break, uh, after we'd done the Rennes game or something like that, or if it came at the very first game back, say, against Newcastle at home or something like that, I would have thought, gone, oh, you know, they're tired, they need a break. Or, or they're, we've had such a long time off with the FA Cup and the uh, we'd like the three weekends off. Um, you could have top of half excused it, but they were back in, they were back in the rhythm. They had just con- been very controlled against Newcastle. They'd, you know, dominated Man United, probably dominated Tottenham, and were unlucky not to get three points at Wembley. Um, if if it had come after that. Straight after that, your type could make some excuse. I just can't find an excuse. There, there is, is no, no excuses. excuses. There, yeah, there isn't. There is no excuses. And, and I'm going to go after certain Arsenal fans out here who are moaning and complaining and saying, oh, we missed this player, we missed that player. The reality is the players that were on that pitch were good enough to at least get a point from that game. right? And we've missed a lot of players at, at certain parts of the season and we've still gone on and won games and we've still gone on and, and put in decent performances. So to come out and say, oh, we missed the Xhaka of all fucking people and we missed this person and we missed that person, it's completely irrelevant. The reality is we were second best to everything. We didn't create a, a, a genuine opportunity, right, the whole game. Everton, if they had their shooting boots on, at least, at the very least, it would have been 3 Four. 
At very least, I'm saying, I'm saying three. I'm saying three at the very least, right? The Sigurdsson chance and the Bernard chance. Those they put those two chances away is three 0 Everton created chance after chance. So speaking about players that weren't here and speaking about this player or that player is irrelevant. The reality is we weren't Nacho good enough. Very leggy. Nacho Montreal mm, was being very ragged. He was being run ragged, and he had and, no and, protection. And, and, well, the, th- the thing is, I, I don't want to criticise the guy because he actually has been a great player for us over the last couple of years. And, you know, he's just been another, like like a Gilberto. And I, I do go back to El Nenny earlier, but not, I'm not saying they're on the same level, but I'm just saying players that are understated and do what they do well and nicely. And Nacho Monreal is definitely in that category, but he, he had a very, very disappointing game on Sunday. Well, like Manny said, he had no protection. Klasniak was pushed forward too far. Uh, normally, you would probably have Iwobi pulling back to help out, but instead we had Mkhitaryan and in his position, or what would would be his position. And Mkhitaryan has had, had good three or four games as well. He has had a good three or Mkhitaryan four was games. Shocking. He was shot. Yeah, he was. He was. He was diabolical on Sunday. I think. And I think he was probably up there for me as our worst player. I think worse than worse than Özil. Yeah, but which one came off? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, th- I think that's probably down to the fact that... <clears throat> I mean, the reason I'd say Mkhitaryan worse than Ozil is because Ozil hid away and did fuck all. Didn't, you know, whereas Mkhitaryan, when he was on the ball, he was giving it away constantly. At least Ozil wasn't on the ball enough to well, give it uh, away. Uh, Ozil, did, Ozil <laughs> didn't Ozil's have a preheated a fucking... Preheated seat and fucking yeah. preheated this that beforehand. He is shit away from home. They they Listen, were both shocking. The, the, but the, the, yeah. the, the guy the guy can be at times a, a fantastic, talented individual player, but as a team player and especially as a fucking team captain, my ass. Your captain was uh, bollocks. Uh, 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 no, uh, you. you I don't know which one of you. I think it might have been Manny was talking about Maitland Niles um, and getting no protection from mm. Ozil and trying to call Ozil back. And Ozil wasn't. Ozil was just like fucking him off, going like, I'm, I'm flapping like a fucking, like a one winged pigeon at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just flapping him away and fucking him off, going, no, 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 you, you do what you're doing. I'm up here. You know, and no, hey, that's not what it is. It's all that's about not, team, That's man. not what a captain is. No. Hey, hold on, Dave. I, I want to put a movie title out there, right? It's called, you know, Cap- uh, Captain's Tale, right? And, and in this movie, you've got two stars, Troy Deeney and Meza Ozil. Look at the difference when, it, when we're talking about captain performances, right? Deeney went, ran through brick walls for Watford, picked up that ball when the penalty was going to be taken and taken and smashed it. Meanwhile, over at, in Liverpool, you had a weak little coward daring to wear the number 10 shirt running around getting bullied off the ball by a five foot seven Luca Dean didn't do anything didn't didn't impose himself on the game no leadership whatsoever came off the pitch no encouragement to what that was coming on his only stinking contribution was him throwing his jacket at officials fuck that guy right he is a coward and if we do anything this summer get rid of him I'm gonna say when you say about Luca Dean as well he, he only had one ankle Exactly, <laughs> and he still managed he, he to injured his ankle Ozil in the game. The then Gwendouzi went through his ankle to get the yellow card. So to say that you know, with the Luca Dean, he only had one ankle and he's still overpowered Özil. It, it says he's what was that thing with with the the coach guys um, with Özil? 
wasn't it wasn't it when uh when Mustafi took yeah, out took out Calvin Lewin. took out Calvin Lewin and I think Silver uh I think Silver and Emery started arguing and then the I think that was what it was and then Ozil just threw his coat I think he threw it at Silver I think he threw it at the did. Everton manager The thing is he, he tried did. to get his 10 pence in because he hadn't done fuck all during the game so he thought yeah. he'd get some in there Mm. You know, and of course he's, you know, he's sitting down and, you know, he would be protected by people on the bench. He's a fucking coward. All right. He's a coward. Mm. It is. He's like one of them guys, isn't he, that hangs behind someone. Hold me back. Hold me back. Yeah, hold me back. (laughs) He's that guy. He's that guy. The thing is, like I I was saying, when you go away from home, I'd say the first few minutes of the game would dictate where it goes. So when, you know, the the home team are going to be up for it. You know what I mean? They're, they're playing in front of their fans. They're playing in their stadium. And they want, to, they want to let you know that this is going to be a hard game. So like I was saying, when you go away from home, you need that, that little bit extra. But you look at our team, and this is why our away record is so bad. Because so many of our players just disappear away from home. The fact that we've only won nine away games in two years says a lot about the mentality of some of these players. There's no leadership out there. There's not that mentality of, you know what, we're not playing well, but let's let's grind a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's let's just dig our heels in. We know it's difficult because fuck the performances. The result matters. This is the last leg. And it's indicative to some of the improvements that we've made that we're in a position where we can actually get in the top four. But now that we're here... It's going to say a lot about this team and whether they have truly made that step up because now every game is worth more than three points. Every mm. game is genuinely worth changing the face of what this club can do in the next two years because Champions League football is crucial for us. So can these guys go out there and perform and actually put in performances that mean more than just three points? Manny, very well, but like, it was generally just a very poor show. Everton weren't fantastic. We made them, I think, look better than they were. Mm. Um, but the one people that were um, uh, performing well from the Arsenal point of view were the Arsenal faithful. The, the, the away boys, um, they sung for most of the game. And the Everton crowd, at times, you could hear like a pin drop in that ground. It was just like really, really quiet. Uh, yeah, it was really quiet. Can we make a special mention to Wobi, please? Go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 because he gets slagged off all the time. All the fucking time he gets slagged off by idiots who pretend to be Arsenal fans, but no other player in that team does what he does. When he came on, Everton all of a sudden were going the other way. Seamus Coleman had a, had a problem to deal with, right? And, they, and it took 79, 79 minutes before he came on, something like that, for Seamus Coleman to start going the other way. But he gets slagged off time after time. I'm not saying he's the easy. Coleman, by the way, is a very, very good defender. Very, very, very good, good defender. defender. And the end, but he was going the other way for the first time. Now, I'm but not it just demonstrates to people what a Wolby has. Yes, he might not make people, and yes, he might take an extra touch and stuff like that. Yes, his finishing boots might be great, not great, but mm. it's that threat he does, and he makes the mm. the opposition shape change, and, and that's what you need. He stretches them, and and that's yeah. that's what. What we lack, you know, we've we've said time and time again this season, and you know, even last year that we that we lack a genuine winger, and mm-hmm. he's he's the closest thing we have to that at the moment. 
Yeah. Well, that's and what Walcott used to right? do, and so on. And mm. he's, be- he's better than Walcott, I think. Maybe Walcott might score a few more goals. Yeah, that, I, I think so. I think he offers more than Walcott on the pitch, but without the goals. And that is what I think kept Walcott in the team, was mm. the fact that he would pop up and get those goals. But he'd spend 70 minutes out of a 90-minute match doing absolutely fuck all. Awobi is constantly <laughs> going. <laughs> yeah, Awobi is constantly going and... Uh, and that's that you know it's almost like well uh, uh, when he uh, Wolby, plays uh, Wolby's it. got a bit more stature and, and presence about mm. his body on the pitch anyway it's, but it's Arsenal have say, before we move on focus it's funny you say that you know he's he's got you know Iwobi's got a bit more about him certain people will tell you that you know you can't see what Mesut Ozil does but you can see what Iwobi brings so and we're watching the same game here so maybe people should actually start to watch the games instead of telling mm. us that we need to be watching something else but, yeah, I I agree hundred percent. And listen, Wolby's not a superstar. Um, I think not. he is. I think he is a good player. I still maintain I'd stick him out and loan for a year, maybe just to get first team football all the time and get used to that. I think he still has a future at Arsenal. Um, mm, but definitely. if he's managed in the right way would another season at Arsenal work for him and then uh, next season's the only opportunity he's got to go on loan if he, if he's going to go on loan it might be a bit too late for a loan but he's only 22 um, I, I think he's a good player I think he just needs polishing off uh, properly look listen we've lost seven uh, of our last 11 away games in all co- competitions we've won two drawn two and lost seven Arsenal one of the only uh, two teams in the top four tiers of the English league of the whole uh, 92 clubs were the only team or the only team alongside Ipswich Town who've just got relegated or about to get relegated um, n- not to keep a clean sheet uh, so this bad. season it's absolutely shocking and Socrates <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry to cut you, cut you off but yeah City just got a penalty in the um, in the Champions League game, and Danny Rose just got a yellow card for a handball VAR. You know, yeah, VAR is. And, and the worst bit is Loris just I, saved I it. I thought you didn't watch that. Oh, are you kidding me? No, yeah, I'm watching it. Thought, I'm watching it while I'm doing this as well. Me. No, he's just saved it. Listen, I was boys, reading I've the got updates. fucking four screens in front of me here, trying to keep on top of this, and you're watching fucking Tottenham. <laughs> I, I want to see Man City destroy him, mate. Shocking. <laughs> Call I'm reading the commentary. Fan. Oh my god! Seriously, right? Listen, fuck Hugo Lloris, man. <laughs> 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 Only Patrick Vieira in '96 and '97 season, and Shadran Mustafi in '16-17 um, have received more yellow cards in a single Premier League season than uh, Socrates. Um, they received eleven yellow cards in in their respective seasons, and Socrates is. Um, on 10 he is out for two games as we know now so he'll be back for the remaining uh, four games so he could outdo them who was your man of the match quickly Leno for me okay Steve uh, I would, I would just about to say about Mustafi having a good game but I, I would, I would say I would say uh, Leno as well I went for Spartan yeah I've got down here on 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 my notes, um, Leno and Socrates. Socrates, Socrates and Mustafi. The pair of them together worked very very well, and they protected us from those th- three or four opportunities that um, uh, Everton. Mm. Uh, I thought both. 
both their yellow cards were I mean we, we say it time and time again about clumsy challenges and clumsy you know yellow cards and everything else but it, it for me it was nice to see both centre backs you know just going in for an old school professional foul stopping a potential one on one and and just take one for the team yeah yeah that that was you know Mustafi didn't have much of a you know much of a a bad game at all like I don't I don't think he really apart from that yellow card and I mean I think he was slightly involved with the with the goal but then there were four or five that that were all out of position mm. and all out of shape yeah, no. um, Mustafi <laughs> yeah but <laughs> listen credit hang on, where hang it's on. due man yeah, credit, credit, yeah, credit, no, credit, credit where it's due I'll give it credit where it's due if he He's fucked up games. that scissor tackle I'm just saying if he fucked that up that oh, should have been, been a red card that should have exactly. been a red card yeah, so he, he got lucky yeah but he got lucky Steve, he got very lucky because a uh, friend, my friend, was fucking atrocious. Another referee that's very, very poor. And that's taken off my rose-tinted Arsenal glasses. I thought it was a very poor referee. He didn't have much control of the game. Uh, two poor teams, uh, you know, 1-0. You know, if you think about it, uh, at, at half-time... I wouldn't say Everton we were poor. I thought they played well. They weren't poor at all. If what, I'm being honest, I thought they were playing well. well they, did, they, they were better than us in they, every aspect. Yeah, they did everything they had to and they did it well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were poor. I think we made them look better, but I don't think they were poor. Okay, okay, fair, fair comment. I think every one of their players stepped it up. Looking at the stats, they had 43% possession in opposed to us, which had 57. They had 23 shots, uh, mostly wasteful shots. They only had six on target. We had seven. They had two. We didn't have a shot on target at half time. Um, so Did we, we even really, have a shot on target? No, okay. not at half time. No, we had two shots on target. Um, I, I can't really remember them. There was, I, I know there was a couple of opportunities that we missed, which was the volley by Ramsey. Uh, there was a Mkhitaryan oh, by the side. Ramsey had a couple of shocking shots, didn't he? No, but that, it just, it just I mean, he was in right. the wrong position, but he, you know, and he, and he was trying. So credit there. But they were too, like you know, just I think it was just desperation at that mm. point. And just didn't compose himself at Ramsey all. Ramsey trying to look good for Ramsey. That's all he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, just didn't, didn't true, compose himself true, at all. True, 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 true. Prediction league-wise, I went for 2-1 to Arsenal. Max, on behalf of Manny, uh, went for 1-1. Um, uh, Mike, on behalf of the Mikes, went for 2-1 as well. And Johnny, on behalf of the guest ones, 2-0. Uh, no points in the prediction league. So it's 42 for me, 39 for Manny, 36 for the Mikes and the guests. Um, Napoli game next uh, I mentioned earlier the squad values um, 562.95 million pounds versus 563 million euros so not a, a lot of difference in valuation of players uh, did Emery have his eye on that game Thursday what changes will you see in the lineups um, and what do you predict score-wise? Uh, let's start at the top. AFC Pussies, Manny. Um, well, Napoli are in bad form at the minute. Um, and then they lost. Two wanted Empoli, and Empoli are like the the, the Italian Fulham. You know, they're, they're bad, they're a terrible side. And they're like, they drew one all to Genoa. Um, at home as well on the weekend so they're not in great form but I think this is one of those games where form goes out the window so 
Lineup wise, um, I'd probably go with a back four. To be honest with you, um, I just think we're more we're at home and it's it's more solid, I guess. Um, I think Jacques would come back in if if he's fit. If he's not, then it has to be Ramsey and Torreira in there. I don't want to see Guendouzi in there. Um, I, I know you know he's nineteen and all of that, but he's way too lightweight. Um, and I would go with you know Iwobi and and Lacazette and maybe Mkhitaryan. I would leave Aubameyang on the bench because I think he's better coming off the bench. So those are some of the changes I'll make. Maybe Kishore need to come back in if he's fit as well. Steve, you're next on the list. Yep. Um, I would I would start Aubameyang. I think. Uh, I'd I'd again stick with the back. Go with the back four. Sort of go four two three one. Uh, or Bamiang up top. I'd have a Wobi and Mkhitaryan either side. Uh, put Ramsey down the middle. Uh, if Torreira is fit, then I'd play him. I I, I think I think Gwendouzi stay will will stay. Um, and then yeah, Maitland-Niles at right back again. Kalasnac at left back, and Socrates and Mustafi in the middle. Scotty, are you going to sit there, or are you going to tell your team? Yeah, I was just waiting for me. Shout out, boy! He seems to have disappeared, doesn't he? Don't <laughs> forget him. Talk. I I am here. I am here. I just I just lost my tab because I was doing something else. That was all. All <laughs> oh, right. So you're I, having I, a go at us for watching the match, and you're, you're messing about watching porn. No, I'm not watching <laughs> porn. You. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got uh, you rattled. Uh, uh, I have, oh, a few people have this week. Can you know it, boys? Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. I, you know what I mean? I didn't realise it was a touchy subject. No, it's not. It's <laughs> very touchy. <laughs> it's not like I can, do, I can do it like that as Sting does. I can, what's that? Tannic? No, whatever. I don't know. But um, no, I was uh, updating the, I was trying to update the prediction league and get that up. So I'm I'm on multi-screens and I lost my screen. <laughs> Go on, Scotty. Uh, um, yeah, my prediction uh, for the, Team lineups would probably I would probably start a Bamiyang as well and similar to Steve I'd have Iwobi and Mkhitaryan on either side. I I hate to say it, but I'd probably start Urzil in the middle in a four two three one formation and then yeah, Well he's got to fucking start doing something, hasn't he? And if he only plays at home It's he, at home. It's at yeah, home, if he plays so. at home you might as well have him at home. He's the biggest pussy in this. But side. I would have yeah, I was <laughs> He um, he will he will man up for the big games and this is a European stage. Yes, it's on. I just want to see if he's going to man up for this game. That's another one as well. Oh, please, and then I probably have Ramsey and Torreya in the middle. Uh, well, Torreya can back. play. That's a that's a big thing. Torreya. Well, he's back uh, now, isn't he? Is yeah. he back after this? Well, he's back in this yeah, game yeah, anyway, yeah, and he's yeah. back in the next home game, in uh, next uh, league game. Uh, what, what's happening with Shaka? Oh, he's got a knock, hasn't he? Yeah, I didn't he injured know what himself, it was. didn't he? I think it's uh, groin. Coin strain or something. Yeah, he okay. injured himself in um, international football, didn't he? Okay. okay. Why? Why was Torreira out? Was it? I mean, obviously, it was Torreira was on a too much, too much ban. Was that in the league it was or three match ban? Wasn't it three match? Was it? Oh, red card, straight red, wasn't it? Yeah, it was straight red against. Yeah. Uh, oh, against, against the, the scum. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, of course. He wiped right. out Danny Rose. Yes. Score predictions, <laughs> Manny. Uh. Two one to the boys. Okay, that's a bad score because we need to keep clean sheets. We're not keeping a damn clean sheet, man. These we've kept three clean sheets at home, 
and we have won 10 Look. games in a road at home. I'm just saying we need to keep a clean sheet. Mike? I'm going to say 3 0. Wow, okay. I'm enjoying that game. Steve? 1 0. <laughs> I'd take it. I'd, I'd take I, it. I, I, th- I think we'll be very, very conservative considering how we played against Everton. I, and I, the fact I, that we got Watford on Monday. I, I don't disagree, and I nearly went for the same scoreline, but I've gone for 2 uh, 0. 2 0. Um, Arsenal ladies, uh, they're in our final fixtures. I think we touched on a lot of this. Um, uh, they play Everton on the April 21st at Meadow Park, and then they play um, Brighton, which they've moved the game to the Amex Stadium uh, from the People's Pension Stadium uh, on the 28th of April, uh, needing six points out of the remaining three games. Looking at uh, the Guna debate... <laughs> It probably goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about the importance of squad players. El Nenny, uh, Maitland-Niles, Awobi. Uh, you know, you guys, some of you guys, at least, slagged off um, El Nenny. But it, it was something like what I was saying earlier. You do need some of these, you know, water carriers sort of thing. Rather than That's probably the word I was looking for more than journeyman. You do need your water carriers. Okay, I'm not saying you don't. Right, I mean, you go back, let's go way back to, you know, our title winning sides. You know, Ray Parler became, you know, a squad player. Martin Keown became a squad player. I'm not saying we don't need them. Edu was a great squad player. But this guy is not even good enough to be a squad player for us. He's, what does he bring? Somebody please tell me what he brings to this side, apart from, you know, a lot of headless he's, chicken He's money. quite calm. What mm-hmm. does he bring? He He's brings, quite calm. He brings like, a bit of calmness. He brings some steadiness like to the ship. Yeah, exactly. Gilberto used to be. He quite gave the ball steady. away a lot against Everton, by the way. So I can't we say all did, that. man. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. You want to say he brings calmness? He flapped a bit, and he gave the ball away yeah. a couple of times well, as well. You know what? What about the guy playing along him, alongside him? Mm-hmm. You know, no, I'm not, I'm, we're on about El Nene. We're not on about Guendouzi. No, 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 but you're you're in a particular game. I'm just saying generally. No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, you said no, he brings I, a lot of steadiness into a game. I'm just saying because I can't really go into any other game because I don't even know which other games he's played in. Mike, what? can I ask you another question? Yeah, go on. When the fuck did you grow such big balls over the last few <laughs> few podcasts? <laughs> you know. You used to be the quiet one. No, uh, I got sick of being shouted over. Oh, uh, yeah, that's all right. I, I like it. I like the new mic. <laughs> I think what, you what? guys rattled in with the Welbeck talk last podcast. By the, the, by the way, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was pure We all can't have the same opinion, otherwise it's going to be boring. Which is brilliant, yeah. Exactly. That was amazing. I loved it, man. Right, squad yeah. players, go on. Yeah, what, what I was going to say was, I mean, we were we were talking about it you know, before before we come online and over the weekend, we said about El Nenny. You know, I I said about how how he played pretty well when he came on against Newcastle, and Manny said you can't really use that as a measuring stick because Newcastle was so bad, right? They were, yeah. So in in with that exact same logic, we were so also poor against Everton. So how can you measure El Nenny? In that sort of environment, I'm not measuring him just against Everton. I'm oh no, no, no! I know you're not, but I'm saying in general. If, right, if, you, if you can say, general, go on. I was going to say, if you can say that you can't really say that. Okay, he's had a good 25 minutes against Newcastle because we walked all over Newcastle. Then having the same sort of criticism against Everton is not a is not a a, a fair judgment. 
Because I'm, I'm criticizing him. I'm criticizing him over his whole Arsenal career. He is a basic B Tech footballer. Very right? basic. If you were to if you were to to play a game where you've got to create a player, look at the player's attributes. That's El Nenny. Fifty across the board. Right. He doesn't he doesn't read a game well. He's a headless chicken. He's a sideways, backwards sort of player. He barely scores goals. He goes over the halfway line and it's like seeing ankles in the dark ages and men falling over them fucking selves. He is rubbish. The only thing he is, he's probably a good guy. He's probably a nice guy. He doesn't put a tackle in, right? He, he's, he's weak he's, on the ball. He's he was getting bullied to, all over the place. He's told I mean, to, come on. He's told to stay in front of the back four. Um, but let's and not, he's shit at that too. Let's not just... Can I just well, mention quick as well about El Nene? Is how long has he been at Arsenal now? Does anyone know? Three, three years. Three he's, years. Been, he's been here three years, and we've just bought a kid who's nineteen years old from League Two, and he's getting games over him. Let's just say that. Yeah, but yeah, but, um, but that, that's politics as well. It's not um, just politics, though, is it? At the end of the day, well, it's got a nineteen-year-old kid. When is Emery's player? Is he? No, yes. no, Steve. He El Nene barely even gets in squads, and that's before Emery came, mm-hmm. right? So that's come what I mean. on, let's he be, didn't let's really play real under here. Wenger. He's he very rarely played under Wenger. He very rarely plays under Emery. And we've just bought a nineteen-year-old kid Wenger, who, he from played, he, from he the played French a lot League for Two. Arson. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he, he played, played in all the amount, Carling yeah. Cup and the Europa League. He was he was the second tier of, and he was captain, I think, in our Europa League a couple League. of times. Oh, yeah. Dear. So, you know, he, uh, Wenger thought highly enough of him. Listen, this isn't the El Nenny show. I, 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 was, I was trying to look at just the squad in general. Listen, the question, bringing it on from just individuals, is the squad deep enough? Does Emery trust his players away from home? Two I, questions. I, I, don't, I don't think it is deep enough. And I, and I don't mm-hmm. think Emery does have that same trust, which is why I think we haven't seen a lot of El Nenny, a lot of Jenkinson, a lot of the 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 younger prospects, and also he hasn't seen a lot of the you know outside of training. He hasn't had the time to give these players opportunities and and really give them a fair crack because he's been so focused on trying to get into that top four again. I think I think within the next couple of seasons, we've said before that he will buy in players. Will you know will bring youth players through and I think that will cre- he will create his own depth I think yeah does he trust his players away from home um I think on on Sunday he backed off a, a comment that he made you know way back in November I think when we played Bournemouth yep about Ozo when he said you know what this game may have been too physical for him and you know in the last few weeks people have been going oh he's changed and he's he's buying into what Emery is 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 trying to do and things like that do so you I believe that Emery, bollocks no I don't sorry I just should have said bollocks in there should have just asked the question no I don't <laughs> No, no, no it, was, it was a relevant comment there, Fergus. <laughs> no, it was, it was relevant. It was relevant. And no, I don't buy it at all, right? Because this was Ozil's chance, in my opinion. You know, Emery goes, you know what? You've played well. You know, a lot of them have been at home, but you've played well. So I'm going to trust you to go out against Everton and show me that you really are buying into I think what he I'm was stroking his ego by the comments he said before about the home games and stuff. And Maybe. as you say, if he, went, if he went to Everton as captain, led us to... Uh, even if it was a, a, a draw or a 2-1 victory or a 2-0 victory, and we, but we had a convincing display, then people go, so yeah, okay, Ozil's got something to show. But no, he's but he just didn't. undone the last three, four weeks in one game like that. Here's, here's the crazy thing, right? He's only played three away games, right? I'm not, he started, 
Let's 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 go with that. Started three away games since Boxing Day, right? And we've lost two of them, and we drawn one of them. People change the narrative when it comes to Ozil, right? When he's not in the team, they will tell you that we miss his creativity. When he is in the team and we play badly, it's a team game, and that's the and we lose as a team. So which one is it? Why does the narrative always change when it comes to this guy? Be consistent when it comes to when it comes to him, right? Do we miss him? Do we miss his creativity? Or, or was he really that shocking? Come on, be honest. Now, be consistent. Arsenal fans have such, well, some of them anyway, have such rose-tinted Manny, glasses when it comes Manny, to this I, guy. I, it's madness. I still always go back to the fact of <coughs> if he's that such a fantastic player, and I, I honestly believe he's a world-class player. I do. Honestly, and nope. don't, 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 no, listen to me a second. Was. I'll but, give you a no, was a world-class player, but okay, he's gone but, off the barrel a bit now. My, my, Mike as well. Listen to me a second. Um, uh, he is in that top echelon of elite, elite players, okay? Um, how good he is now, or was, or wasn't, I'm not going into. But it, it, it's a, is it, it's the question I've said before, is it that he's surrounded by players that are not as good as him? And if so, is it his responsibility as a superstar elite player to bring them up to his level? But he seems to drop down to our so-called mediocre. Level. Yeah, and 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 that's disappointing. That that is. But he's not a leader as well. He's very he's very insular. Very, you know, he's all he's all right like around the young kids and he'll do things for disabled kids, which is all really noble and really nice. But you don't see him much as a leader. Even the interview he done after the when he was digging out the Tottenham um, that that we were ahead of Tottenham and he just sounds a little bit gonky, doesn't he? Listen, with with. With us, all right. It's when he was at Real Madrid. The only reason why people didn't, didn't dig him out that much is because there were other players bigger than him that were taking the brunt of the abuse. So when he came to Arsenal, there wasn't that shield of you know playing with Ronaldo and playing with all those guys. You are the main man. So every talisman, Benzema instead. Yeah, all the mm, yeah, and every talisman right in world football. Right, for as long as I can remember, we can go back to Zidane, Kaka, Ronaldinho, Hazard now, Messi, Ronaldo, all of those guys. When the team doesn't perform, the media digs out the talisman because it's like you are the man, you should be leading this team. So, why should Ozil be immune to that to some Arsenal fans? He's the talisman, isn't he? Apparently, he's the most talented player in the squad, isn't he? But you're criticizing him, people lose their minds and they try to pull out stats and they try to tell we lose as a team and, and all of this rubbish. He's the main man, right? Or supposed to be the main man. So the criticism that comes his way is valid, especially when you put in performances like he did against Everton. So let's be real with this. I hope he goes in the summer. I really, I really hope he does. I think that, that's the worst thing as well. Not only is he meant to be the talisman, he's also been given the captain's armband, which makes it even more of a thing. You know what I mean? As a captain, as a leader of a squad, you're meant to be gearing your squad up if you see him. You know what I mean? If they're playing bad, you're meant to be... You meant to be involved with the squad, the getting ca- them jeered up, getting them ready to go. Like, you what? Sorry, the whole captain situation is bollocks. Well, we know we that, should, but he got given the arm. Five fucking captains. Well, we can discuss that for a while, can't we? Hmm. But it is ridiculous. But and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he was given that captain's armband, so he should be, like Manny just said as well, that talisman of the squad. He should be jeering the guys up around him. He should be saying, "Look, let's get knuckled down. Let's get this goal back. Let's do something." But yeah, he isn't. But he he does his normal act and just disappears. Look at a, look at another player, uh, Mkhitaryan. 
Jesus. Um, who, who... <laughs> I, think, I can see where this is fucking going. <laughs> Mkhitaryan, who has had three or four good games of... Well, he, he went off injured and stuff uh, just uh, around Christmas time and come back, and, and, and he has been strong, and he's... he's uh, Gave a bit of pace to you know behind the forward line and stuff like that. Is he a transfer asset or is he a game-changing squad player? Um, would you keep him? Would you sell him? Keep. I would keep him. Keep. That's what I'm talking about when we talk about squad players. Right, somebody who's, uh, who can come on has got genuine quality. Right, definitely keep him as a squad okay. player. So who's going to buy him? You know, with with you know 200k wages, man, at his age. But we got yeah. for free, effectively. Well, the thing is, as well, he is a quite a creative midfielder, so he does offer that creativity as well. So, yeah, he would be an asset to keep. Mm. And does our entire transfer strategy depend on our ability to to move Mezid on? We talked about Mezid. Um, if he digs his heels, you know... Well, if he digs his heels, then it goes against what he was saying in that cynical tweet that he put out. You know that tweet that made everybody, you know, come in their belly buttons and letting it dry out? You know, the one where he used oh, Burkham's oh, quote? Is it with you and that analogy? <laughs> that, because it's true. Everyone went absolutely mental. Like, Look, Ozil cares about hit the club and, and, and he's an Arsenal fan. It was bullshit, right? He doesn't give a fuck about Arsenal Football Club, man. We're paying his wages. That's it. The transfer strategy, it, it's in two parts. Can we get in the Champions League, and can we move him on? Because his wages is, is you know is pulling us down, you know. So the Champions League football is crucial. So do these players actually want Champions League football, or are they okay going to Azerbaijan on the Thursday night? Because I can and guarantee you, a lot of Arsenal fans aren't. Is it too early to ask that question? Can we make Champions League? I think it Not is yet. a little bit early. I think. Yeah, it's too early. No. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. Not yet. You know, it's it's. It's a genuine conversation because there's what six games left of the season. We have got a few hard away six games plus as well. possibly five champions, uh, um, five Europa League games. Yeah, so we can talk about it, but these guys have to go out there and perform. Do they want it? You know what I mean? Do they want to be you know at the high echelon? I thought of they did. European football. Yeah, we all did, didn't we? But that performance just you know sets us back a little bit. It's like whoa. Like, well, do you guys actually want to play Champions League football, or are you okay going to Azerbaijan and then and Bambate Borisov and those dead places where stadiums are in the middle of jungles? Like, come on! It did mean I got to go to an away game in Europe. It did, but would you rather go to like, I don't know, like the Bernabeu? Munich? Because every time we're in Champions League, we usually get them anyway. You know, uh, I, somewhere <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, going for somewhere the beer. Exciting. Oh, the beer in Germany is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, Cologne. That, I not, agree with you. Cologne, not so, because they've got that shitty, shitty beer. And Martin, uh, it, it, none of you guys met Martin, my um, my daughter's partner. Um, he says Cologne beer is shit, but uh, Munich, the beer is amazing. Weiss beers and everything else. Oh, stunning. Give me a Stein glass any day. Uh, oh, I've, Stein is amazing. <laughs> uh, have oh, I told man. you? Ha, have I told you the story about my um, brother's stag do? No, I'll go for it. All right, we're going to finish on this. Um, so um, we went to my brother's stag do in December a couple of years back, um, and it was around, there was some Christmas markers, and there was some funky Christmas marker that we ended up there. I, me and my middle brother, uh, it was my youngest brother's um, 
a stag do. And my el- I've got four brothers. So Niall and Rory were out in Germany on Friday night. They got wankered. They'd start in the airport and everything else. Me and Dermot, we went over on the Saturday and we arranged to meet them at one of these escape games. So we were standing there ready. We'd be there for 11 a.m. So we were there for about 10 to 11. They turned up and they looked like they'd been at four years in Afghanistan. They were battered absolutely ruined done the escape thing anyway and we went uh jumped on the metro end up at a bar end up in a christmas market um and then we had a table booked at the hoffenhaus which is like the big beer killer in the center of um munich with the umpa band and everything else and the whole time over the weekend there was a game that you had a beanie hat on which had like uh the stag do name and everything else on it and it was beanies on, beanies off. Very, very tame, but it this turned out to be fucking ruined. So if somebody shouted beanies on and everyone was sticking on, the last person who put their hat on had to drink whatever drink they had in front of them. Likewise, they'd leave the beanies on and then when somebody shouted beanie off, off they came. But what people got was quieter and quieter. We're in this beer keller. Uh, we've had numerous beers. It, I'd been drinking since about 10 a.m., um, probably earlier at Stansted, but like 10 a.m. in Germany, 11 a.m. in Germany, and we'd been at the beer market, um, and we're sitting here. Uh, we've, uh, we had to run back to the hotel, dump our suitcases, and met up with everyone else. 13 steins turned up, and this lady's carrying them. <laughs> There's two women, 13 steins they're carrying between the Jesus. two of them. It, it, they weigh a ton. They're a litre of beer each, and these were glass, not plastic steins. They're proper steins. So I love Steins. <laughs> I, I I finish my Stein, and I'm and there's another round of Steins coming through, and I've just got a little bit at the bottom left. But you know how it's in German, with German beers, they fill it up and leave enough room for the head, but it, there's like an inch gap at the top. I've got an inch of beer left in the bottom of my old Stein. I go, well, I'm filling that up, and as I'm filled my pint glass or two pint glasses, it is up. I look around; they've all got the beanies on. I've got not got a beanie. I've got to down this whole stein in one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I stand up, I take it easy, click my neck back, down it flows. I get right down and I get to the bottom, leaving the bit I poured in from the other one. <laughs> I'm slightly competitive. Oh, yeah. Just only slightly. <laughs> so I went, I'm not having this and I grabbed Dermot's stein in front of him which he hadn't touched I picked that up and I downed it and finished him so I'd done two steins down in one Jesus nice did you survive that did you, like, you know <laughs> how, how were you after that 3am I think we're out looking for another bar Oh yeah, you're you're something mate, else. Mate, right? I I I was there, there's a stay. Anybody who's been there they will know. There's um the band with the umper band. The umper band were miserable. There's a, a balcony above it, and we had all had Christmas jumpers. And the Germans don't understand Christmas jumpers and Christmas hats and everything else. But one guy had Christmas jumpers with LEDs in the Christmas jumper. So I'd already got onto the stage once after those two steins and tried to liven the crowd up, uh, and. Oh Hans wasn't very happy. <laughs> so I changed my jumper, went up the top of the stairs, turned on my lights above them, and they had these whip crackers as well beside me. And I'm standing there with 5,000 people in this hall going, Humpa, Humpa, Humpa. Yeah, that's what two steins does to you. 
Man, I wish somebody recorded that. They did. Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll have what? to see that. They did. Share the footage, well. No, 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 no. That, that's in Family Archive. Oh, come on. I, I don't have I honestly don't have it. Honestly, I, I do not have it. My brother has it. I, I, well, I had it, at least. So, mm. And I'm glad I haven't seen it, but I'm fucking worried. <laughs> <back. laughs> Boys, it has been a fantastic podcast. I think we've had a laugh, considering how shit it's been. Mm. Well, you the beat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, Steve, you wanted to have a quick word, because, um, you know, but club riv- rivalries aside... Um, I'll leave it open to you, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't wasn't gonna say anything, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a guy, big Spurs fan, made made vlogs and stuff on on YouTube. I think he calls himself Spurs Ben or something, Ben Borman, and, uh, he, and he gets slagged off for being a bit. Special. A bit, yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit, it's a bit special. As I say, he's heavily autistic, but he's um he's local to Thanet, which is East Kent, but he's. He heads up to to London a lot to see the Spurs. So, I mean, if if any of you got any Spurs fans out there and know, you know, like maybe mention it to them and see if they know Ben Borman, Spurs Ben. He's he's been missing for the last three or four days. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if anybody cares to ask any of their Spurs fan, Spurs friends, if they've if they've seen him, I mean, listen, we got a, we, we got a platform here. Uh, we try to use it for good. Um, mm. And if you can help out a guy who may need some help, regardless of who he supports, uh, I'm all for that. So yeah, cheers. Listen, boys, thank you very much. Um, super, super sub, Mike. Really, thank you for turning up. No problemo. Unlike some others, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're deep. I wish Santi all the best. I hope he's feeling better, Mike. Um, but uh, Steve, thanks for joining as always. No worries. <laughs> almost, almost didn't get here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we delayed. We delayed it for for you. No, we didn't. Um, <laughs> and Manny, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you have. I been. love you too. <laughs> you you have been listening to uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Check out Manny's uh, latest blog on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Check us out on Facebook, uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, we're Guns and Ribbons, and we're also on Instagram. To listen to us, well, you listen to us already, but um, share us on every platform. I think we're on. Acast, Spotify, Peabob, uh, Doopy 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 Doop, all the others. You name them, we're on them. Enjoy the show. Goodbye and up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too. Thanks for listening. 